Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Rando Rob. It is Monday, and of course, that means you are getting a new episode of Rando Rob today. So sit back and buckle up for that excitement. Uh, of course, uh, Tuesday through Friday, we are running old episodes of Rando Rob. That is the backlog of years worth of Rando Rob that I have recorded. Originally, they were for my uh, patrons on Patreon, but now I am releasing them to you one at a time. You can catch those on YouTube if you go to youtube.com forward slash Rob O'Hara, or you can listen to an audio version. You can hear that on my website at podcast.robohara.com, or you can go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and look for Rando Space Rob and listen to these episodes. You won't get to see the actual items, but you will uh, get to be entertained by my sultry voice and awesome knowledge of retro uh, items and what could be better than that. So, uh, on uh, this episode of Randall Rob, I have an item that I purchased last year. Uh, although the, uh, this object was created, manufactured in 1982, uh, 1982 was a huge year for video games, arcade games, um, and there was one king of the arcades at that time, and it was Pac-Man. Uh, there were lots of big video games, uh, or arcade games. Of course, you had your Donkey Kong. People love Donkey Kong. Uh, Defender was huge. Um, there were lots of uh, uh, Galaga and, uh, and before that, Galaxian, Space Invader. So there, there were uh, lots of mega arcade hits. But Pac-Man was uh, one of those games where uh, it was so instinctive uh, how to play, um, or, or maybe it was intuitive is the word. Uh, there, there was no fire button even. It was just a joystick and eat the dots, avoid the ghost. It, it was super uh, simple. And, uh, of course, those of us that had, like I did, uh, Atari 2600s or Atari VCS uh, uh, systems, we got that home version of Pac-Man that was not very good. Um, Pac-Man is often uh, combined together with E.T. in conversations about the video game crash of 1983, which I did an entire episode of on You Don't Know Flack. If you want to go listen to my thoughts and a little bit of the history about the video game crash of 1983. Um, but the reality was, uh, and I think probably to people that were a little bit older than I was in 1983, I was 10 years old, but so a lot of people, when they saw, uh, the quality of these games of, uh, arcade games that were being ported to the Atari 2600, they were not impressed. Um, but as I always said, and I'm sure I said on that podcast episode, when you were 10 years old, uh, it beat the alternative of not playing Pac-Man. <laughs> you know, people talk about how horrible the Atari 2600 version of Pac-Man was. And compared to the arcade version, it is definitely inferior. But uh, I don't hear a lot of people complaining about those 
um, LCD uh, versions of Pac-Man, which were terrible, which were these LCD screens that you could barely see that were dark and, and only updated once a second. Uh, you know, those were pretty bad and handheld versions of Pac-Man. And, and uh, there were plenty of bad versions of Pac-Man on home computers as well. So, yes, the Atari 2600 version of Pac-Man was uh, inferior to the arcade version, but it was not the only one. It was one of many. Uh, so today, of course, we have things like MAME, uh, where we can play arcade games for free at home on our personal computer. But when you were 10 years old, I couldn't go to the arcade. Uh, there wasn't an arcade. We had a convenience store that was at the uh, other side of my neighborhood. So it was a half a mile uh, walk or bicycle ride, and then you had to cross a busy road. And they had usually two or three arcade games that rotated out over time. I definitely remember playing track and field there. Later on, I played Shinobi there. Um, I'm pretty sure they had a Defender there. So, um, but that was it. You know, that was our option. So if you wanted to play Pac-Man at home, uh, you know, if you playing the version on the Atari 2600, may not have been as good as the arcade version, but if you didn't have a right to the arcade, then it was better. <laughs> it was better than not playing Pac-Man at all. And so anyway, uh, my wife and I went on a road trip last year. We went to St. Louis and I wish I had written down the place, but we ended up at a small, uh, antique mall and it was great. Now there are things that I'm looking for in antique malls, and there are things I'm not looking for. I'm not a furniture guy. I'm not an old furniture guy. I'm not a retro, uh, you know, tables and chairs and things like that. I know some of my friends enjoy that stuff and that's awesome, but that's not what I'm looking for. I'm really looking for seventies and eighties toys and electronics. That's, that's basically what I'm looking for. Uh, and this was one of those antique malls that was just filled with that stuff. A lot of times you'll go to an antique mall and they may have, you know, a hundred booths and there are three or four that have the stuff I'm looking for. And the rest of it is furniture, clothes, uh, you know, wall knickknacks, things like that. But there'll be three or four, but this is one of those that was like 75%, 80% was all 80 stuff. It was so great. Um, and sometimes <coughs> those things aren't priced, uh, for me, <laughs> um, you know, it, a lot of times, at those uh, boutique type places, you get boutique pricing. <laughs> you get expensive uh, retro, uh, you know, type prices, collectible prices, which also I'm not looking at for. So if I find an item that reminds me of the 70s or the 80s uh, that I had or something that I'm looking for uh, and it's in the right price range, then it's a, a win for me. And there were so many wins at this particular store that day. And one of those wins is this 1982 Atari Pac-Man baseball cap. Now, I'm holding this up to the camera. For those of you watching the, the video, if you're listening to the audio, you can't see it. But uh, I'm going to tell you that this is a pretty standard 80s baseball hat. The, the brim <laughs> on the front is completely flat. Uh, I, I guess today you would call this like a trucker hat. Uh, it has uh, a big white... Uh, almost a billboard <laughs> in the front uh, that says Atari Pac-Man. And then it has a picture of the Atari Pac-Man. 
which is the same Pac-Man, I believe, that was in the uh, on the box and in the marketing stuff. Uh, and then there's a bunch of legalese. I mean, it does say Atari Pac-Man, and then right behind Atari, it has the registered uh, symbol, the R with the circle around it. And then it says Pac-Man, which is trademarked. <laughs> and then underneath that, it says uh, Pac-Man and characters are a trademark of Bally Midway Manufacturing. Uh, let's see, licensed to Namco America. And then the back part, of course, this is a snap uh, this, this predates the old cool Velcro uh, uh, bands like I normally have on my hats. So you've got these snaps, and then the whole back part of the hat is yellow mesh. So the, the bill is yellow, the main part of the hat is yellow, and then the front part is white um, with the you know, silk screen uh, logo and, and, and graphics on this. Uh, so when I saw this, I immediately fell in love with this. I thought it was so cool. I love, uh, eighties video games. I love eighties arcade games. I love things like this, which is not a generic, um, you know, a knockoff Pac-Man hat or just something that says Pac-Man. I mean, this obviously says Atari Pac-Man and it has the Atari 2600 Pac-Man. So that's, that's the first thing that jumped out to me when I saw this is that this wasn't, uh, I think you could find lots and lots and lots. I have things. I think I've shown things on this show uh, of drinking glasses and lunch boxes, but those things are all for the arcade version of Pac-Man. So it's very strange or unique, less common, let's say, to find something that is advertising the Atari 2600 version of Pac-Man. Uh, now, I'll tell you something a bit more strange about this hat. Uh, I kind of, I, I'm not sure what the history of this hat is. Um, I don't know if it was sold through Atari catalogs. I don't know where it was sold. I don't know how you got it. It almost feels like, uh, some sort of like a gift or an award or, or, um, you know, something like if you buy this, we're going to throw this in that sort of thing like that. Um, so I looked on eBay to try to find the history of this hat and there are no hats that look like this on eBay, nor in the, uh, history of items that you could see on eBay. Are there any Atari Pac-Man hats? I spent some time on Google and Google images and searched for Atari Pac-Man baseball hats and couldn't find any. Now, uh, my friend Ferg, who does the Atari 2600 game by game podcast, found one other picture of a similar hat, uh, of an identical hat, let's say, um, which answers one question, but leads to more question. And the question that it answers is, was this hat a one-off? Is this hat completely unique? Did somebody make this hat? And if there's pictures of a second one that looks just like it on the internet, then I would say no. I would say that these were for sale somewhere. Um, but the question is, where? Where could you buy this hat? Where could you get this hat? I don't have an answer uh, to that. I don't really know where this was available. If this was a catalog item, you know, uh, Atari sometimes had the little catalogs they included, but I have not been able to find anything about where this hat was sold. It's a bit of a mystery. Now I will tell you one thing about the hat. This is just a random thing. Uh, but, um, 
the front of the hat, the white part of the hat that has the graphics, uh, uh, you know, and the logo and all that stuff is very, very thin. Now, I don't know if it was, it, it's almost like it won't, like the hat will barely stand up under its own weight. Like if you put it on a shelf, it starts to sink. In, if you can see the video, uh, it's crumpling in on its own weight. It won't hold itself where any normal baseball hat, uh, maintains its shape when you take it off off your head so it's amazingly thin uh so i don't know if it was always that way or if this fabric just i mean i don't think it could have got thinner over the years but maybe it got weaker or something i don't know but it doesn't it just feels like it's very uh inexpensively made like made from cheap or inexpensive materials like it wasn't designed like this isn't something that you would have gone into a store and paid 10 to 15 dollars for it doesn't feel that way it feels like something that would almost be like a bone like the bare minimum <laughs> like you bought something and they threw this in you ate 10 cans of of uh, pac-man cereal and you got this oh, i didn't even look at that that's a that's a possibility um that it has some now because because again pac-man cereals is the arcade game i don't think they they had the tie-in to the atari version so anyway it does feel kind of like flimsy and lightweight material. The other thing, uh, and again, the people on the video can see this, and I'll hold this up closer, is that this hat has never been worn. Anybody that's owned a baseball hat, uh, the, especially one where the, the front of it was white, knows that um, it's not going to stay white very long. Uh, if you wear it outdoors, you're going to get uh, the elements on this. Um, and, and more importantly, uh, if you, you wear this for long on the inside where it's white, you would see, um, you know, sweat stains, <laughs> uh, from your forehead. And as you can see on the inside of this, it's completely brand new on the front and the back. It's all completely white. There's no signs of, of bend in the brim. Uh, there's no, I mean, it just looks like it literally looks like it's old stock from 1982 that somebody had this hat, never wore it, never did anything. Maybe they put it on a shelf and, uh, and then somehow it ended up in a antique mall in St. Louis, Missouri. And I ended up with it from there. Um, I don't know that I would wear this hat, uh, for a couple of reasons. One, uh, it's so new looking that I hate to wear it and wear it out just for no reason, you know? Uh, so that's, that's one, one reason why I don't know that I would wear it. Uh, another reason why, uh, I don't know. I don't know why. Oh, well, I, I would say I really don't like yellow, um, <laughs> which seems rude. Uh, sorry if you're a fan of yellow. Uh, I, I mean, I don't like yellow clothes. Uh, I don't have any yellow shirts. I don't have any yellow shoes. Um, so this is not really something that would go with the color palettes of black and gray and blue that I normally wear. Um, so, you know, maybe if I went to a gaming convention or a gaming thing like that, I might wear it. Uh, but who knows? I don't, uh, I don't, don't really see me. This is not less of a fashion statement and more of a shelf filler. Now I have a, um, a Lego head that's, uh, uh, almost life size that it's a storage tub container and it looks like the head of a Lego guy. And so that's where this hat has been sitting. Uh, I do have it. It could go on McRib. It could go on Bobby Dazzler. Have you met Bobby Dazzler? If not, he may show up on a future episode of Rando Rob, uh, so there's some different things around the house that could wear the hat. 
but most likely it won't be me. So, uh, anyway, I love eighties stuff. Uh, I love baseball hats. I'm almost always wearing a baseball hat. Um, I love uh, Pac-Man and I love all those memories of eighties arcades and, and eighties Atari games and stuff like that. So, uh, boy, does this check every single check box for me. And I think it was $10, which checks the final check box, which is I'm cheap and, uh, <laughs> I don't want to pay too much stuff, uh, for vintage and old retro collectibles. So I will put this over on the shelf. Uh, thanks for tuning in for, uh, uh, to listen to me ramble about things that I own, parts of my collection. Uh, again, if you want to hear the uh, older episodes, you will hear those throughout the week and we'll get, be getting new episodes every Monday. So um, thanks for uh, checking out the latest episode of Rando Rob and I will talk to you all soon.